0: Welcome to the Later in Life Planning Show with Patrick Cawley, brought to you by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, here's your host, Patrick Cauley.
1: Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. When I'm usually on this show discussing estate planning or if I'm meeting with a client at Keystone Elder Law, I usually place a heavy emphasis on Incapacity planning and protecting assets from predictable threats like long-term care costs. And I wouldn't emphasize the incapacity or protecting your assets so much if chronic diseases weren't so common, so debilitating, and so expensive for older adults. There's plenty to learn on this subject. If you go to KeystoneElderLaw.com, you'll see a workshops tab. And if you click on the workshops tab, you can get registered for a free online workshop that I do pretty much every single week. And I also, if you go to YouTube, I answer uh, frequently asked questions, short three, four minute videos And they are actual questions that I hear in my office at Keystone Elder Law, and I hear them often enough that I I just make videos for lots of other people to take the benefit of the answer. So go to YouTube and search for Keystone Elder Law, and you'll find that. Also at our website, there are years and years worth of articles on various topics uh, all along the theme of planning for the years ahead But through all of these various channels, whether it's the workshops, the articles, the YouTube videos, this show, I'm trying to get across how important it is to have a good power of attorney, how an asset protection trust can save your family hundreds of thousands of dollars, and much, much more. There's so much that goes into later-in-life planning. But as long as you're learning how to plan ahead for the future— a future that is statistically likely to include some level of chronic disease, incapacity, and long-term care, I think it makes an awful lot of sense to learn about ways to reduce your chances of having a chronic disease. And as it turns out, good nutrition helps to prevent chronic disease, really at any age. Uh, But it's never too late to start to support a healthy aging process with nutrition. And There are specific topics along the way when you start focusing on nutrition. For example, protein so that you don't lose lean muscle mass and people don't eat enough protein, drinking enough water, which helps with digestion. But there are resources to understand the topics that go with nutrition as a key component of planning for the later years of life. One of those resources is here with me today. My guest is Charlotte Scheid, a registered dietitian with The Giant Company. Charlotte received her Bachelor of Science in Nutrition Science and a Master of Education in Health Education from Penn State University. Now as a retail dietitian, Charlotte focuses on food, recipes, and helping people make healthy eating part of their lifestyle. Charlotte, thank you so much for being with me on the show to discuss such an important topic.
2: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
1: Well this is, you know, it's a great time of year to be discussing this as well because food is on the minds of many people during the holiday season. Um you know, and a lot of that food is, you know, when when you look at your plate on Thanksgiving or Christmas, there's probably a healthy uh, uh amount of protein, there's probably more than a healthy amount of carbs, but you never know, and mixed in there there's there's fat. So these are some of the The things that come to mind, I think, for a lot of people, not to mention calories. And as we go into the new year, people start focusing on diet more than they do in other times of the year. But you tell me, what are some of the, you know, if we talk about balanced eating or, or snacking around the holidays, what are some of the things that come to mind for you?
2: So I think with balanced eating, we can always go back to the my plate. So a balanced eating really incorporating the different food groups. So what I mean by that is half of our plates being fruits and vegetables, a quarter of it being grains, um, with half of that being whole grains, and then also a quarter being protein and then incorporating some dairy. So when we're thinking about balanced eating, we really want to incorporate all of those different types of food groups. And if we're being more specific to balanced snacking, this of course, balanced snacking is important, especially with older adults, um, because it helps to really gap that bridge between meals. Um, it helps our, just helps us, our blood sugar to be more stable, helps us to have energy. Um, so when I think about balance, that's what I think of, of incorporating the different food groups and of course, um, you know, having a snack so that where our blood sugar stays stable.
1: I hadn't thought about the blood sugar angle, but um, in in preparing for this conversation with you, I was reading some uh, facts that were surprising to me, that that our appetites change in the sense that maybe we don't feel thirst the same way, or maybe we're not hungry for the same things. But it's interesting. One fact I saw was that, um, I, I, like I said, I hadn't focused on the blood sugar part, but the nutrients that you're breaking out with that visual of my plate and, and sort of figuring it like a pie chart— um, older adults need the the nutrients and a nutrient dense diet more than people at other age even if they need less food or they're hungry for less food because maybe they're not as active physically they're not out you know lifting heavy things as part of work anymore. they're maybe a bit more sitting around the house but but I love that you focus on this my plate visual to to break it down that way. so in in and so as far as quick and simple, snacks if especially for focusing on blood sugar what are some ideas there
2: so I think of when we're talking about a balanced snack I always like to think about the snack equation um, so whenever we're thinking about a balanced snack, We want to incorporate a pairing. So what I mean by that is the snack equation, meaning a carbohydrate or a non-starchy veggie food. So carbohydrate could be things like whole grains, dairy, fruit, or non-starchy veggie could be broccoli, cauliflower, red bell pepper, and pairing it with some type of protein or fat. Um, So when we pair it with a protein or fat, so protein and fat helps us to feel a sense of fullness and satiety, uh, which is always important. So some snack ideas um, when we're thinking about that pairing and snack equation could be something simple like a banana with peanut butter. so banana being your fruit or your carbohydrate, and then peanut butter being your protein or fat. Um, bell pepper with hummus. Um, at giant um, Giant martins, we have a variety of different types of hummuses if you haven't checked that out yet. Um, so we have uh, garlic, roasted red bell pepper. We have um, everything, so a lot of different types of hummuses that we carry, which is always exciting, but that really pairs well with a great non-starchy veggie. Um, whole wheat bread and ricotta cheese is another great one, or you can even do a trail mix like a dry cereal, pumpkin seeds, and dried fruit, um, like dried cranberries or dried bananas or something like that. So a lot of different options but when we're thinking about balanced snacking we always want to think of the snack equation.
1: Yeah. And, and I think going into, as soon as I said at the beginning of this show, nutrition, uh, my fear is that everybody immediately thought we were going to talk, you know, about just eating twigs and and grass. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, this, I think people have this uh, way of making, of dreading good nutrition, but everything you just rattled off sounds fantastic because you're combining the fats and the carbs and, I don't know there's some that 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 all tastes good and I've seen at at Giant the the trays where you have the healthy stuff around the 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 outside but you're dipping it into something that looks downright delicious and that that also that combination you're saying is good for a number of reasons you're getting the nutrients but it's also going to help you stay full
2: Right. And I think once you um, create different snack combinations and recipes that you like, like one of my favorites is a Mediterranean cucumber bite. So all that is is a cut up cucumber, some hummus, um, some red bell pepper, tomato, a little oregano and olive oil, and it tastes really good. So there's a lot of different thing are a lot of different options that you can do with snacks. It doesn't have to be boring. It can be super exciting.
1: Right, right. And moms everywhere were onto something when they took celery, and we know that's good for you, but then they put some peanut butter on it, maybe a couple of raisins on top of that. Who knows? But right. that, And that's that's combining uh, the vegetable with the fat and, and some protein. I'm a fan of putting peanut butter on everything, so mm-hmm. that that's all I'll Fine by me.
2: yeah, me too <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and this is this is balanced snacking, looking at different um, macronutrients. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some other specifics because when it comes to older adults, for example, on a previous episode of this show, I had at least one or two professionals who talked about what happens if you have an accidental fall. So if you break a hip, if you break a a femur, there's going to be a downward spiral of health effects. And so what can we do nutritionally to build up bone health? Uh, what can we do to build up uh, uh, muscle density, muscle mass? Uh, these are all really at the core of what you're you're doing, Charlotte, and I, I will ask you some questions about that in a moment. We're going to take a break, uh, but if you want to hear more uh, or, or learn more from Charlotte and the folks at Giant Foods, you can go to giantfoodstores.com slash wellness. That's giantfoodstores.com slash wellness. We'll be back with Charlotte Scheid, registered dietitian with The Giant Company, in a moment. You're listening to the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law, on News Radio, WHP 580.
0: Now, more of the Later in Life Planning Show, here on News Radio, WHP 580.
1: My guest today is Charlotte Scheid, a registered dietitian with The Giant Company. You can find their website, giantfood.com stores.com that's giantfoodstores.com slash wellness and Charlotte when I was looking at your website I saw that you do a lot of education on all of this subject so in addition to being here on the later in life planning show there are opportunities for people to learn more so tell us about that.
2: Yeah so we so our dietitian teams offer um, a variety of different types of virtual classes which is really exciting we've been doing that since 2020 um, and really have increased our uh, participation with it. But, but it's really exciting because what, the one thing I love about our virtual classes is we reach so many people. And the nice thing uh, about these classes is that, well, first of all, they're very educational, fun, and provide a lot of different recipe inspirations, which is always uh, one of my favorite things. But if for, for participants, if they do uh, join a class, they can earn 50 choice points if they have a giant Martins card uh, for each class, which is super exciting. And for December, we all we have a variety of different classes that we are featuring, including a produce spotlight class featuring red and green produce, a holiday entertaining class, as well as a um, holiday mindful eating. So a lot of a lot of good stuff. That's coming up. fantastic. Yes,
1: and the, yeah, the mindful eating is interesting. Everything I've learned about that, where we're, we tend to look at screens as we just sort of mindlessly shovel food into our faces, but the more you take your time focus on the the texture, the taste, you know, the smell of the food. It's a better experience, but also you don't eat quite as quickly and right. and maybe you you fill up uh you you stop eating when when you start to get full.
2: Yeah. And that's one thing I think too about um the eating is really eating together at the table. And yeah. as a family, that's always important and um, you know, creating experiences there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well and you and I have uh young children and and I'm sure your experiences like mine where that's Harder and harder to come by when there's people going in every different direction for yeah. one thing or another, and uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can can identify. But that's fantastic that giantfoodstores.com slash wellness, you can find out where these uh, virtual classes are. And I'm sure you have found what I have found with the workshops I do through keystoneelderlaw.com, where... People are really looking for this information, and I'm just continually grateful and astounded at the same time that you know a couple hundred people will sign up on a on a random Wednesday to learn about estate planning. And you're offering talks about food and choice points for food, so I would imagine you're getting good crowds as well. I yes. I, I, I definitely want to check out that as well. So let's talk about, um, as I said before the break, that a lot of this nutrition goes. Uh, towards specific goals, where where we're looking at the chronic uh, health problems or diseases that older adults might face, and certainly one of them would involve bone health. So talk to me about bone health and nutri- nutrition.
2: Sure. Um, so for older adults, well, one interesting statistic that I came across, so there's 10 million Americans that have osteoporosis, which is can be popular among the, the older, um, older population, and 44 million have low bone density, which, of course, makes you at higher risk for bone fractures, which can lead to osteoporosis. Um, so bone health is so important because, obviously, as we age, our bones become thinner and weaker. So always important to... Focus in on bone health because, unfortunately, as if you break a hip or break a bone, it can be a snowball effect and can get worse. So, better to take preventive measures to protect our bones.
1: Absolutely. And so, where in the diet – I mean, I was always raised to believe that drinking milk would lead to better, te- stronger teeth, stronger bones – um, and I think it's not just milk, it's the calcium in mm-hmm. milk, and then I was surprised to find out you can you can find calcium in lots of different things. But what are some of the other nutritional factors that come into play with bone health? Yes,
2: yeah, so you're absolutely right. So the amount of calcium in the diet um, really affects the bones. So low calcium in the diet contributes to diminished bone density, early bone loss, and then increased risk for fractures. And you're right, calcium is not just in milk or dairy products, but we know that it's also in, cal- there's calcium-fortified orange juice, almonds, canned sardines, salmon with bones. You can even have calcium in tofu made with calcium sulfate. And then leafy greens is a really good one for calcium, which I, that's one of my favorite vegetables. But things like collard greens, mustard greens, turnip, bok choy. Um, but again, if, if people don't like those types of op- options, you can always go towards supplements as well. But, but the, the, there's a lot of great recipes for different types of food items with calcium in it.
1: Right, and I think that I was surprised first of all that leafy greens and, and uh, you know that that there's calcium. Maybe because I had been raised to believe that it was these dairy products, and they're they're not the only game in town when it comes to uh, to getting calcium. But what are some of the the lifestyle factors that might come into play? Because it seems to me that one way or another, if you know if we have this sort of epidemic of poor bone density among older adults, there's is partially as they're not consuming enough of the nutrients they need, but it might be other factors as well.
2: Yes, yeah, so there's other factors. Um, so physical activity is one. So if we're not as physically active, this can lead to a higher risk of osteoporosis. But also for a tobacco user or where an alcohol or you know, drinking or consuming more alcohol, this can lead to weaker bones and also increases that osteoporosis risk. Uh, females have less have less bone tissue than men, so that makes you more susceptible to that. If you have a BMI that's less than 19. So you know you're smaller. Um, This so as you get older, less bone mass. There's less bone mass to pull from as you age. Um, Also hormone levels. If you're going through menopause or have prolonged absence of menstruation, that can also affect your bones as well as if you are underweight or if you've had weight loss or celiac disease, that can also affect the body's ability to absorb calcium. So a lot of different factors.
1: You know, and I just, I see this at Keystone Elder Law. You know, a lot of the time, fortunately, I'm I'm speaking with uh, people who are still in good health. They're just planning ahead for the, for the days when maybe they won't be. But there, we have our fair share of cases where someone needs a higher level of care and we're navigating through that. And so often it's because they had a fall and now it's just one health consequence after another. Or they they, they lack uh, muscle mass, which is maybe a little different from what you were just saying. And you can maybe say a few words about muscle mass and protein and things like that. But this, I just want to emphasize for people, everything Charlotte is saying goes to your independence, your dignity, the ability to get yourself up out of a chair, to use the bathroom, to bathe yourself. There are very real consequences when, you know, bro. you can say broken bones, but- picture that and what does that do to your independence? And it's, you know, it really hits home when you see it.
2: Right. That's always a good reason to take care of um, making sure that you're getting adequate po- co- yeah, protein and then also getting a calcium. I just wanted to mention one thing too, when we're talking about calcium, it's also important to have vitamin D in the diet too. And the reason for that is because the bottom the body needs vitamin D to absorb calcium. So vitamin D sources, things like salmon, trout, tuna, eggs, mushrooms, and then of course, fortified foods like cereals and milk. Okay. as well with vitamin D. So we're thinking about calcium, also consider vitamin D as well. So
1: that's why on the milk bottle it says with vitamin D. Right. Okay, yep. that now it's all coming together for me.
2: And then, of course, in the winter months too, it's always good to also maybe get some sunshine, can help you get vitamin D. Uh-huh. But in the winter months, that can be hard to do.
1: Yeah, well, unless you're listening to this show by podcast because you you sought out warmer weather and we don't we don't blame you for right. that. <laughs> yeah, and then just on the on the protein, I was reading up on that before our conversation. It just seems like there again that's something that that people maybe across multiple, you know, uh generations don't consume enough protein, but that's going to go into muscle mass and I know a giant, you know, there's a whole section where you there's the meats, but what other ways can people, I mean, there's beans, there's other sources of protein as well.
2: Yep. So you can also do plant-based proteins. That's what, that's become pretty popular the past couple of years. So legumes or beans, chickpeas, you can also incorporate nuts and seeds as a great protein source. Um, And especially with snacks too, incorporating those in like a trail mix. Um, So those are some other different types of protein options as well. So it doesn't have to be just poultry, meat. Um, You can also incorporate fish as well, which will help to give you some healthy fats. So a lot of different ways to get protein, but of course for older adults, really important.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned fish as a source of protein. And then there's the omega-3s that that they say are are good for a number of reasons as well.
2: Yes, especially for heart health
1: heart health. So and, yeah, so we're hitting a number of factors mm-hmm. again. It's it's yep. your protein, but it's it's healthy fat. It's it's not only your muscle mass, but it's also heart health.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's why going back to the the my plate incorporating all those food groups is going to help you meet all those nutrient needs.
1: Okay. And hummus, you know, since you mentioned yes. it earlier, I mean, that has that's basically chickpeas, right?
2: It is, yep. So that's a plant-based protein, and um, even if you don't want to just put that on a cracker or use a vegetable with it, you can just spread it on a sandwich. Um, you could even—I'm trying to think what else. There's a variety of ways you can use hummus, and, yeah. and there's a variety of flavors too, which makes it even better. So you don't have to get bored with it.
1: That's true. And a giant, you know, you—it's—you you see, there are some uh, of these circular containers that have hummus, but then some have something in the middle. To like spice yes. up the flavor a little bit, so yeah, in
2: fact we have a Medi- I believe it's a Mediterranean olive one, and that has well that has one. Yeah, there's a bunch of them that have different flavors. You can uh, incorporate that into yeah. whatever you're eating it with.
1: So if anybody started to tune out when Charlotte said leafy <laughs> greens, just keep in mind you can mix in some of the yes. the hummus and with the flavors and yeah. make it interesting.
2: And that's where we had to as uh, dietitians for the giant company. When we're talking about recipe inspirations, that we always try to make it really exciting to just give people different ideas of what to do with uh, different stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Make it make it fun. Make because, it fun. Because because if be it doesn't become right, if it doesn't become part of your lifestyle, it's not really going to help a whole right. lot. So you right. make it easy. And if,
2: and if it's not going to taste good either, it's going to be harder to you know incorporate it and eat it on a daily basis. Very true. Yeah.
1: So my guest today is Charlotte Shide, a registered dietitian with The giant company. They offer. Free regular online virtual uh, classes on uh, various uh, aspects of nutrition. So you can find that at slash wellness. We'll be back with more on nutrition with Charlotte Scheid in a moment. You are listening to the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580.
0: Welcome back to the Later in Life Planning show on News Radio WHP 580. Here's Patrick Colley.
1: I'm speaking today with Charlotte Shide who is a registered dietitian with the giant company you shop there but maybe you didn't know how much thought goes into making good nutrition easy and fun because we want it to be part of your lifestyle. So Charlotte, uh, we've been talking about bone health. We've been talking about uh, balanced snacking. One thing I was wondering about um, is fiber, simply because there's, you know, now we're getting into the realm of stereotypes when it comes to older adults. You know, they 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 just mix in some Metamucil to everything they're drinking, but. There has to be more to it than that. And growing up, you know, I grew up in the 80s when, um, you know, all the, that seemed to be all the rage. You know, there were TV commercials for cereals where they'd say, you'd need this many bowls of your high-fiber cereal to equal one bowl of, of our high-fiber cereal. Fiber was all the rage. But maybe let's take a step back and understand what is fiber.
2: Yeah, so fiber, so dietary fiber, is a term for materials of the plant that your body does not digest or absorb, unlike protein, carbohydrates, and fat. fats. So really it um, passes relatively intact through the stomach, small intestine, cooling, and then out the body. And there's many different types of food groups that have fiber in it, so it's not, it doesn't have to be just, you know, the grains— um, Fiber is in fruits, vegetables, grains like what we talked about, and even plant-based proteins as well. So a lot of different ways to incorporate fiber.
1: And so the way you describe it, there, if fiber is, is something that should be incorporated, there's some health benefit from yes. having it uh, pass through without being completely broken down. Um, what are some of these health benefits? What are the downrange health benefits of incorporating more fiber?
2: Yeah, so by incorporating more fiber— it's really good for gut health and healthy digestion, which, as we get older, that can be an issue. Also helps with our blood sugar regulation and feeling fuller longer, so we're not going to have those blood sugar spikes up or blood sugar, um, yes, yeah, spikes up and then dips, and so then we're feeling really hungry. So helps us to feel fuller longer, which is important. Helps to prevent constipation, which can also be an issue. A lot of times, as we get older, there's some heart health issues that can occur. So fiber helps with that. Um, so a lot of different. A lot of different uh, great benefits for fiber.
1: That's great. I mean, even just the blood sugar issue. I know that for a lot of people, uh, type two diabetes, for example, is is something you really only get later in life. It's not you weren't born with it. It's from. I mean, not not that there couldn't be something inborn that would predispose you to it, but uh, but a lot of that is is driven by your nutrition. And I would say, what is it? Simple refined carbohydrates versus uh whole grains Ta- yes. talk to me about that because all everybody seems to talk about how whole grains and that is, you know is you almost start to think that that's a marketing term that that's just something right. that they slap on labels and maybe they do but there's something to it that having whole grains um, is better for your health as opposed to the refined, uh, sugars, whether it's a candy bar or white bread. I mean, that's right. th- as far as the nutritional component.
2: Right. So any type of whole grain is going to have the three parts of a grain. So it's going to, it's going to have the fiber, also the carbohydrate portion, but also healthy fats as well. So when it goes through that processing, pretty much the, uh, the brand, the outside portion of it, and those healthy fats are stripped away. So for refined grains, you're really only left with the carbohydrates. So I mean, I mean, basically, you're just getting rid of a lot of the fiber, which is you, not always You're good. getting some energy. But so you're getting energy, but it's the fiber is not there anymore. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's
1: what they call empty calories, yes. where, where you're just getting the calories, the energy mm-hmm. to burn, but you're not getting any of the nutrition that right. could go with it.
2: Correct. yeah Okay.
1: So w- talk to me about, I think you just sort of touched on it, but you know, it's more than just the cereals. It's more than just uh, mixing in the Metamucil with whatever you're drinking. There's a really a lot of ways to incorporate fiber if you're choosing, number one, I guess, a whole food like fruits. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's just the way nature made it and you're eating the fruit. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have to eat it with, the, you know, an apple with the skin on the outside or is peeling mm-hmm. it just as helpful for, for fiber?
2: So I think with apples, you do want to keep the skin on for a little extra fiber. Um, so the fiber is definitely in the skin uh, portion of it. Um, so that's always a good idea. But yeah. Uh, fruits and then vegetables. Um, so like, especially in season right now, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, those types of things will have that fiber in it. But but going back to the fruits, there is a little extra fiber if you keep the skin on Okay. of the apples, which also are in season right
1: now. Yeah, there they are. And I don't know where... Honeycrisp apples came from but they, they've just been the greatest addition to the they apple so delicious repertoire. yes because <laughs> it's just bursting with sweet flavor right. I mean if you can't eat apples when they're they taste like candy I don't you know and I don't there's know so many different
2: varieties too, to right. choose from yeah but Honeycrisp are one of my favorite
1: and Pennsylvania happens to be a big producer yeah. of apples so support the local economy and your gut health at the same time yeah yep but what are some ways, uh, if if people are being told by their physician, for example, you need to be consuming more fiber for whether it's uh, to keep your blood sugar even to avoid those spikes or, or dips as you were describing them, maybe eat, you know having uniform energy throughout the day rather than getting lethargic, or whether it's heart health or whether it's uh, digestive health, whatever it might be, what are some ways that people can incorporate more fiber into their day?
2: So I think going back to that my plate, just um, thinking about it every meal, just having half of your plates be fruits or vegetables is always important. I mean, I think as Americans we rarely, you know, meet the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. So just thinking, just half of your plate being fruits and vegetables, you're definitely going to increase that fiber, um, as well as if we're thinking about snacks, incorporating nuts and seeds into a snack. That's also a great way to get fiber. If we're thinking about grains, at least making half of those grains whole grains. So things like wheat bread, quinoa, farro, those types of things. If we're having salad, you can top it with nuts, seeds, or even dried chickpeas. Dried chickpeas are also uh, pretty popular right now. And they come in like a savory and then sweet version. So you can, depending on what you want your salad to be, you can get different flavors that way, including beans and soups and stews. So with the winter weather coming up and cold weather. That's a great way to incorporate legumes and beans um, into those things, especially in the especially with cold weather. I always like a good soup. Absolutely, And, then, yeah. and, and
1: it adds a nice uh, something different to the texture. Yeah, right. And you you know you're doing something you that's definitely good for feel your health.
2: Full, yeah, it makes you feel good. And then also with hummus, going back to hummus or even type uh, different types of bean spreads, you can always spread that on a sandwich or a wrap. There's another great way to get okay. in the fiber. So you can always switch it up.
1: You know, and when you – let's come back to what you said at the beginning of the show in case people are joining us later. You started off by this concept of my plate, meaning you you sort of have a visual of the round plate, and you just said half of it, fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. What was the other half again? So – I suppose there's okay. going to be protein of some sort.
2: Well, yes, yeah, so half being uh, fruits and vegetables, quarter of a plate being protein, the other quarter being grains, but at least half of those grains being a whole grain. Okay. Um, and then and then a portion dairy.
1: Okay. And yeah. and, and as you said, it sort of earlier in the show, some of these things are not. You're not just getting the fiber. I mean, you're getting healthy fats, the right. seeds and the nuts, and so we're we're mixing in some of the the macronutrients of carbohydrates, protein, fat. All at the same time. But I, I love that when you when you make it the the my plate visual that if half your plate is fruits and vegetables, the chances of you overeating on the other half are not good because you're gonna feel really full.
2: Right. Right.
1: A nice effect of, of fiber. And and it's not just fiber, there's water comes into play as well.
2: Yes. Yep. So there's also um you can well, especially as we get older, hydration can be an issue too, but incorporating a lot of fruits and vegetables will help you stay hydrated. So there's more high um high water content foods. Good point. Yes. Good point.
1: And it's not just I mean, I guess uh one thing I had in mind is is if you're eating a lot of fiber, you probably want to have water along with it or else that right. leads to the, the right. problem of constipation and some other issues. Right. If
2: you if you consume a lot of fiber, you definitely want to be making sure you're adequately hydrated or else that can be a whole nother issue with the gut and constipation and that type of thing. So you always want to have a balance.
1: And you've given some great examples when we, in this, this, uh, part of our conversation on fiber talking about the, the whole grain. And when you see whole grain, uh, you know, it, it has become something of a marketing term, but there's even in the bread aisle at, at giant, there's so many options compared to, I think what there were maybe a generation ago, um, but if people seek out whole grains, whether it's in the bread aisle, whether it's uh, in where the produce is, the, the fruits, the vegetables, and all of that, um, what would be the opposite, I think? You know, so in the bread aisle, it seems to me the old white bread that we've loved <laughs> as kids with, you know, peanut butter and jelly. But what's the opposite of, you know, if people aren't eating enough fruits and vegetables, where are they? Is it is it just, you know— Candy and I mean, how are they getting? What's the opposite of having the the fiber, f- uh, high fiber diet?
2: So I think it's just our Western kind of American diet. So foods that are higher in saturated fat, added sugar, sodium. Um, so just a lot of processed kind of packaged foods, which could be chips, pastries, cookies, that type of thing. I think I think for our American diet, that's a lot of what we're consuming.
1: Yes, and in Central PA, we do produce a lot yes. of. <laughs> a lot of these foods, from chocolate to uh, pretzels and, and chips, and it's all great. Uh, but, you know, it's good to know maybe what is lacking and, and ways to supplement it. And I think you've done a fantastic job uh, laying that out just because there is a nutritional component. We'll come back uh, and talk some more with Charlotte Scheid in a moment. Charlotte is with the Giant Company and they offer free education on these nutrition concepts. Go to giantfoodstores.com slash wellness and you can check out the offerings for education and there's choice points for participants so all kinds of benefits more with charlotte in a moment here on the later in life planning show sponsored by keystone elder law on news radio whp 580
0: it's the later in life planning show here on news radio whp 580 now your host patrick collie
1: We are back on the Later in Life planning show sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. My guest today is Charlotte Scheid, a registered dietitian with The Giant Company. They offer all kinds of free education on nutrition concepts. You can go to giantfoodstores.com slash wellness and see what I'm talking about. All kinds of good stuff to learn about to go even further and, and deeper into this subject matter than Charlotte has time to do today. But Charlotte, you and I were speaking off the air about how... You know, this is all uh, wonderful information. I mean, potentially life-saving or life-extending information for a lot of people. But certainly, uh, you know, you're aware of people. I see them at Keystone Elder Law sometimes where, you know, they get packaged foods because they don't have the mobility to make their their own food anymore. It's uh, You know, there's limitations on their lifestyle. For some people, I, I suppose they, they might— at least try to argue that that it's expensive, and we are in a time of, of inflation in this country. Although it seems to me you could buy a whole lot of broccoli for this for the, <laughs> the same price as some junk food. But um, you know, I I think so much of what you do as a retail dietitian has to do with this sort of like let's let's find out what what, what is the goal that that, mm-hmm. that people have and let's make it easy for them so is that really a part of your role at, at the giant company that you're trying to figure out what does real life look like and let's make this uh, easy to make into a lifestyle
2: yeah that's exactly what we do um, as a retail dietitian which I think is Especially in a grocery store, it's like the perfect place for nutrition education. But I, I feel like our role, so whenever somebody has concerns or has a diagnosis, whether that be diabetes or concern about heart health or just wanting to eat healthy overall, our job as a retail dietitian is taking that information, breaking it down, showing some customers products, um, and the nutrition of them, how to incorporate it how to incorporate it into their daily lives, really. Because I think because I think especially when somebody is diagnosed, that can be very overwhelming. so for by us helping them to just break it down um, and helping them to apply it to their real life is important. And again, the grocery store is just the perfect place to do that,
1: sure. and and if you're given by your doctor a list of you know, you have to have this for for this condition, this, for this condition, and then you walk into the store with you know, which is an enormous warehouse of nutrition possibilities, and you have no idea how to incorporate those. A little guidance can go a long way.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And one thing that is uh, that I was hoping we would get to uh, towards the end of the show here that sort of ties in some of the other aspects. Whether it's if you're having increased amounts of fiber in, in your diet for various reasons, good. If you're if you're in, uh, taking in the whole grains, the proteins, the healthy fats, all good. Uh, but one thing that we can't literally cannot live without and that people just consume far too little of is is water. Yes. And uh, you touched on it a little bit with leafy greens and and other vegetables that they do tend to contain water in addition to fiber and and other uh, uh, good stuff for our body. but, Um, How do you talk about hydration when it comes to educating people on nutrition?
2: So as we age, when it comes to hydration, our appetite and thirst can decrease, um, which is always something to keep in mind. So for that reason, so this this can be due to... This can be due to, obviously, age, and then certain medications can um, increase our dehydration risk. So thinking about hydration um, is really important because 60% of our body is made up of water. So that's always something to think about, too. But especially as we get older, always need to focus on hydration and just um, people in general because we don't do a good job with that.
1: Right, and it plays a pretty critical role in the body and in the cells, can you yes. talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So the so when we talk about hydration and water, so being hydrated or water helps to bring nutrients to cells. It gets rid of our waste products, which of course is really important, protects our joints and organs as well as maintains body temperature. So a lot of different um, a lot of different important aspects of being well hydrated.
1: I've even read somewhere that sleep, which is another just amazing medicinal, you know, aspect of our of our day all the benefits of sleep you actually sleep better when you're not dehydrated and and of right. course that's tough because then the minute you realize that you drink water right before bed and then right. you're going to have to get up but it's uh and that will disrupt your sleep so there's a timing to it but uh even just another aspect that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't think about is better sleep better uh, you know, just feeling better in general because you are right. well hydrated.
2: Yeah. And I think just um, being aware and making sure that you're drinking just a little bit, you know, every hour. So you're not waiting to the last minute before bed. And I'll be honest, sometimes I do <laughs> I do that because I'm not thinking um, to to stay hydrated throughout the day. But But I think it's important to just think about that, you know, every hour, just making sure that we're drinking water.
1: And, and what are some signs that people have gone too long? Maybe signs of dehydration?
2: Yes. Yeah, so signs of dehydration. So this could be if we have darker yellow urine is a pretty easy way to know. If we have a dry mouth, if we have headaches or muscle cramps, that can be a sign. Um, so if we're having confusion or dizziness, even rapid heart rate and breathing, those can all be signs of dehydration. They could be aware of
1: right, and I and I think people probably just reach for the aspirin when really it's just drink, right drink just, some right. water, and yep. you're going to feel a lot better. Yes, and and drinking water throughout the day. Um, some people, I I'm not one of them. I have no problem drinking water. I tend to have a, a large uh, container of water with me when I'm in my office, but. Some people just don't like drinking plain water or they build it up in their head that they don't like it. But there's, I guess there are various ways that you can overcome that, whether it's flavoring the water or finding it in other ways.
2: Yeah, there's so many different combinations of infusing water, which if you want to be really creative and create different flavors, um, that's a great way to do it. So just for some examples of different pairings that are really great. So we have strawberry slices, basil and oranges, pineapple, mint, lime and limes. And you're talking
1: just putting that in a pitcher of water.
2: Yep, yep. And you mean you probably only need to infuse it for maybe you know like at least thirty minutes or so to get all the flavors uh, to be in the water. But even just doing, even just putting in cucumber and water, I think gives it a little bit of a different different taste. So just being creative with that and creating different flavors because water, although when people think of water, they think that it is boring. It doesn't have to be.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, If you've ever had that on a hot summer day where you see the water that has fruit or it has. Uh, I hadn't thought of basil, but I've mm-hmm. seen the, the um, lemon or lime, uh, uh, the uh, cucumbers. Mm-hmm. It, 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 they each bring something different, yeah. but there's no reason. I mean, and those are easily accessible at the grocery store. There's no reason why water has to be boring when you could right. do a different flavor.
2: Right, right. And even just putting in just something with citrus, just like, you know, limes or lemon, which I know is pretty popular. um, But that's a great way just to add in some type of citrus.
1: Plus, you probably get some vitamin C on top of your water. So Mm -hmm. it's all good. Yes. And then I'm sure, you know, you touched on this a little bit already, but some foods just naturally contain more water. So if you're eating those foods without... Drinking the water, you're getting water.
2: Right. So actually food accounts for about 20% of people's water intake. Um, so things like we could incorporate um, oranges. We talk about fruits and vegetables, but like oranges, watermelon, uh, cucumber, zucchini, tomatoes, but even things like skim milk, plain yogurt, um, even cottage cheese have a higher water content in them as well. But yeah, you know, really any types of fruits or vegetables is a great way to stay hydrated.
1: So you you already mentioned that, that uh, at – giantfoodstores.com slash wellness. There are a number of classes coming up. Uh, you're going to cover some topics You know, in December. you I think you mentioned mindfulness and eating. What were some of the yeah. other ones?
2: So Some of the other ones were a holiday, holiday produce spotlight class. We're featuring red and green produce items, which I think always goes well, too, especially if you're having parties and want to be colorful with a display. Um, that's a great class. Uh, we're going to be doing a holiday board, uh, board class um, as well as See, we have a coffee chat class and then Feature Friday as well. So that what Feature Friday is is we feature different uh, products, okay. so uh, brand products, and you can learn more about the company. So that's always very interesting.
1: So I brought that up on purpose because now that people have heard about how you you reach balance in your snacking, how you support bone health, which is going to keep you upright and not uh, not going into a higher level of care because you're breaking bones. Um, you do that through calcium and, and things like that, and fiber and hydration. This all comes together now. So when people see these titles, my hope is that they will have a better sense of, of what the giant company is doing very deliberately to make the this all available and and how it can be easy to work this into your your life
2: it can be and i think once you get on a roll with it it can be easy and then and then fun
1: absolutely yeah. well and especially with color themes for the holidays oh, and yeah. you're you're really uh, you're really doing it right there yes. that's great so my guest today was charlotte Scheid, a registered dietitian with the giant company they offer their uh, free education virtual classes through giantfoodstores.com/wellness you just heard some of the fantastic offerings coming up and there are choice choice points if you participate So, Charlotte, this is all some very helpful information. Hopefully it gets people interested in taking your courses, but thanks for being here. Yeah,
2: thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: It's been great. And we will have another episode of the Later in Life Planning show next week. I hope you join us. In the meantime, go to keystoneelderlaw.com and get signed up for one of our free workshops on middle-class estate planning and asset protection or the levels of care and how you pay for long-term care obviously nutrition will keep you safe from all of that I hope but there it, it pays to plan and we teach people about that all the time we'll see everybody next week on the later in life planning show right here on news radio WHP 580.